Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Our guest today is Carl from the United States, who takes LDN for multiple sclerosis. Thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Could you tell us your story? You know, when were you diagnosed with MS? I was diagnosed back in 1988. Uh, I had a an episode of numbness uh, on on the, my whole flank, the side of my hip and upper leg, and uh, the doctor needed to investigate it. And they did some MRIs, and they decided that I had uh, they had decided I had MS. So. Uh, what happened was about <clears throat> every 18 months or so, I'd say between every six and 18 months, something something happened, something flared up. So either I would have some trouble swallowing or I would get extreme fatigue and not feel like walking. And these episodes would last anywhere between two weeks and four months. I had one episode that lasted for four months where... I'd, I basically didn't want to get out of bed for four months. I'm a piano teacher. And so I was amazingly able to teach during that entire time, but that was all I could do. I would teach and then I would just go to bed. Um, then I had some eye problems where uh, like I had a partial blindness for a while that let, lasted about two weeks. I had strange itching and crawling sensations and so on, but I would always recover and it, it seemed I would be able to get everything back. Except with the speech thing, sometimes I found that I, there were certain words that my tongue didn't really want to say. So this went on for about uh, 13 years and uh, I had balance. Okay. I also had some uh, kinet, uh, kinesthetic uh I forget what it's called, where you, you, you start to tip over, not dizziness, but that sort of thing, mm -hmm. uh, which I have now just because I'm my age, I think, <laughs> right? Um, so I was seeing an acupuncturist and he suggested that I tried low-dose naltrexone. Well, I knew all about low-dose naltrexone because I had my oldest friend was back in New York and he had contracted HIV. And he was working with Benjamin Bahari, who was the first man, the first doctor to use LDN. And he was using it with a group of HIV patients and having this extraordinary uh, results. His patients were all living and, uh, and surviving and compared with the general population that had HIV were dying. And um, so his results were amazing. And I was talking to Mark regularly about this. So when he said low-dose naltrexone, I thought it was just for HIV. And he said, no, um, they're using it for MS now. So 
I decided to try it in 2001. And um, it turned out I was having a, I was having an attack at the time. It wasn't a very strong attack, but it was this extreme fatigue that I was getting. And um, within two weeks after starting to take it, I, I do, was doing it by mixing it up myself. I, I was able to get, I, I had a little trouble getting a prescription for it actually, because I'm with Kaiser and they didn't want to give me a prescription uh, because I wasn't in the drug program and that they were only using it for people who were addicted to drugs. Um, but my cousin was a physician so she prescribed it for me um, and I was able to get it. I mix it up a hundred milligrams with a hundred cc's of water. And I would take a teaspoon every night within two weeks. The, the episode I was having cleared up and then I stopped having episodes after that. So I, I mean, there were, there was, a, again, a balance issue about, I don't know, four or five years later, but then that went away. I don't know that that was actually an attack. I, it, it's been quite miraculous. I do have a friend back east in Boston who is a very esteemed neurologist. In spite of the fact that I had all those symptoms, he, for some reason, says that he doesn't think that I ever had MS. <laughs> <laughs> so when I told my neurologist here about that, he kind of shrugged. And um, I said, uh, I don't really like the way my chart looks, because if you look at my chart and you see all the things that they say I have wrong with me, it sounds like I'm in really bad health, but actually I'm in good health. And he said, well, how about... How about I put, instead of relapsing, remitting, multiple sclerosis, how, how about if I put non-relapsing, non-remitting, multiple sclerosis? I said, okay, I like that. <laughs> so that's my diagnosis, non-relapsing, non-remitting, multiple sclerosis. Okay. So that's my story. And now I think when things go wrong, I think it's just because I'm 75 years old. And so things are not working the way they used to. So, but I don't feel as if I have the symptoms of MS anymore. Mm, that's amazing. So before you started LDN, if you had to rate your quality of life on a score of one to 10 and 10 being the best, what would it have been? Oh, well, my quality of life was very good except when I would, depending on the kind of attack that I was having, you know, sometimes the attack was just an annoyance mm -hmm. and sometimes it was somewhat disabling. Like I said, it was, and it was mostly the fatigue. I would say it was mostly fatigue. The, the blindness was very scary since I'm a pianist, you know, I sight read. And when you sight read, you're always looking ahead. You're looking to the right. And that's where my blind spot was, just to the right. So I couldn't, I couldn't sight read. Um, the swallowing, the difficulty swallowing was frightening. That, that was not. So I can't really give you a, a number of rating like that. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, but the fact that it eliminated these attacks changed. Well, another thing was I was on this very strict diet uh, which was uh, oh, virtually no saturated fat. Um, 
Well, actually, I may have been off that diet when I started the LDN. But over time, I have just decided to eat whatever I want and I'm fine. So that's been very nice. So on the LDN, have you taken any, you know, vitamins, minerals, supplements? I've always taken supplements. Yes. Yeah. What do you take? Well, I do take B vitamins and those because the acupuncturist recommended the B vitamins is uh, very uh, important for the nervous system. Um, and well, over the years, I've taken different su substances. Uh, I've taken turmeric, um, which I need to get back to actually. Um, at the moment, uh, I'm just uh, I'm just taking a uh, and a supplement for men actually so mm -hmm. that's it that's it <laughs> and so i'm not taking a lot right now yeah and you still eat what you want to eat yes I eat what i want to eat yes i i i was i had eliminate eliminated all cheese and uh, butter and uh, cream i ate no ice cream i wasn't eating desserts with you know that were made with any kind of saturated fat and so now my partner is a baker and i eat everything he bakes so <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me uh, uh cheese um i have a very weakness for cheese you know mm. i'm a cheese lover um yeah so the fatigue now you said isn't isn't an issue. Are you able to exercise, go for long walks? Oh, absolutely. There's been no my. Uh, I mean, I had a heart infection in 2013, and even that hasn't slowed me down. My cardiologist says you are free to exercise as you wish. They keep you know they keep an eye on it, and but no, I have no trouble. Uh, the only thing I'm dealing with right now is that I feel a little tipsy some of the time, that I don't feel steady on my feet. And that, uh, but I walk two, three miles a day. And when I'm hiking, I use hiking poles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very helpful, yes, yeah. But walking every day is good for your heart as well. So I should think your cardiologist is pleased with that. I was going to the, to the Y here, in, but then it closed for the pandemic, so. Mm -hmm. Now my exercise has to be just walking, basically. So walk everywhere as much as I can. And we try to take hikes as often as we can. Yeah. Whereabouts are you? Oh, we're in Berkeley, California. Okay. So it's very close to areas where you can hike. I mean, we, we have the hills behind us. So we're 10 minutes away from Tilden. It's a regional park. And there are all kinds of hiking trails. Or we go down to the Berkeley Marina, which overlooks San Francisco. Oh, very beautiful. Wow. And we can walk around there, too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the, there's, a, a, there's a, a trail around the Berkeley Marina, which is, it's a total of a mile. And, but it's also, it's the old dump. And so there are little hills there that create, they created out of the old dump. So you can walk up the hills and they've landscaped the whole thing. So oh, it's, quite mm. it's quite lovely. Yeah. Well, you're very lucky living where you live. Yes, except when we have these fires and the, <laughs> we can't breathe. 
breathe the air and we have to stay inside because the air gets so bad that they tell you not to go outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have to have uh, air purifiers in the house because it got so bad last last fire season. So, so that's a terrible, terrible aspect of living here right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully there the won't be such bad fires this year. Yes, fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. We're, we're lucky uh, here we don't have fires like that. When we went to the conference in Portland in Oregon, oh, wow, they had so oh. many fires. The trees were just completely black. Everything had was burnt. It was a sad, sorry sight. Yeah, it feels like the apocalypse. I mean, I don't know if you knew, but one morning we woke up and the sky was orange. It had turned orange. It was, and it was dark. You, you had to turn the lights on in the house all morning mm -hmm. because, and it was a color I had never seen before. And it just, everyone was using the term, the end of the world. It felt like the end of the world. And it was... It had to do with the refraction of the light and where the smoke was. And ironically, it was where the smoke was, was higher. So it was less damaging for us because we weren't breathing that smoke so much. It was higher. It was kind of suspended higher. And because of that, it was refracting certain uh, color rays out. So you, all you could see was orange, <laughs> <laughs> but it felt it really felt apocalyptic. How long did it take to clear before, you know, you could breathe properly? Um, well, it kept changing with the wind, you see. So you would actually go on, you had an app where you'd go and, and see locally what the air quality was. There were air sensors everywhere. <clears throat> and you could see how bad it was and it would change hourly depending on the air currents. So sometimes it was terrible and sometimes it would clear up a little bit. Yeah. What would we do with our apps? <laughs> I know. So you're in England? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where, whereabouts? I used to live in England. In Norfolk. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I used to, in, I used to live in North Finchley in London. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So we were about three hours from there, I guess. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing your LDN journey with us and your MS. Much appreciated. Very happy to do it. I always try to let people know about it because it's made such a difference in my life. Any questions or comments you may have please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.